folks, this is The Quest Atlanta, and we are here for you. Are you there for us? Yes, you are. You've been calling in all three days and helping us with this pledge drive. Thank you so much for helping us meet our goals these hours. We are still a little bit short last hour, so if you'd like to give us a shout and make up that difference, you can. But we do have to move on to another goal, another $3,000 goal this hour with a $3,000 match to go with it. So dollar for dollar, this hour is your hour to call 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or give online at thequestatlanta.com. My name is Steve Sponskowski in studio again with Allison DeLule. Allison, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you. Did you get a break? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little break, a little break. But I'm ready for more excitement. <laughs> Seven minutes goes fast in, in when you're on the radio. Uh, but it's a great time, and we're so excited to be here with you. This hour, we also have Bill Garrity with us. Uh, good afternoon, Bill. Hi, nice to see you guys. Thanks nice for being for having here. us. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. I uh, originally grew up in Philadelphia and moved down to Georgia in 1984, which is an interesting story. I don't know how much detail you want, but growing up in Philly, you kind of thought life stopped at the Mason-Dixon line and moved to Atlanta on a lark and then all of a sudden become extremely involved in the Catholic Church at Transfiguration. So. At times you look backwards and you say, well, maybe the Holy Spirit was giving you that nudge that A, life exists beyond the Mason-Dixon line, mm -hmm. and then B, there's something for you to do down here. So it's kind of a really quick synopsis of a long time, but that, that was it. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, folks, we're going to need your calls this hour. So as we have a conversation here with Bill, give us a shout, 470-508-1160, or give online thequestatlanta.com. Bill, what are some of your favorite uh, shows on uh, The Quest? I, li I like them. Actually, I like these fundraiser shows, to be honest with you, because of different people from the diocese, things like that. But there have been several of the call-in shows um, that I like, the uh, counseling ones in particular. I'm not really good with the names specifically on mm -hmm. each one, but I think they're all very helpful. So I tune in scattered throughout the day and pick up bits and pieces, and I've really enjoyed the ones that I've heard. Yeah, Dr. Ray Grandy kind yes. of, and uh, yeah. uh, what are some other ones? Uh, Greg and Lisa Popcheck. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so just a great a great variety. Actually, I, as executive director, I would get regularly get calls from some people who say, hey, I like this show, but I don't like that show. Can you take it off? Or I like, you know, we have the Divine Mercy Chaplet. We had it on in song, and then we had it on in chant. And I had a first, here's the funny, same day I have somebody call me, and within like hours of each other, I don't, know, I don't think they coordinated it, but maybe, uh, they called me and said, I'm tired of the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet in song, but I like the chant. Can you get rid of the song and do it in chant? One hour later, hi, I I can't stand the Divine Mercy and chant. Could we just have it in song? And I said, you won't believe this, but I just received a call from somebody who said the exact opposite of you less than an hour ago. Here's the thing. The joys, yeah. the joys of being a director. Right. Well, you know, what, what I appreciated, though, about my brothers and sisters who listen to Catholic Radio is every time I explained to them, I said, Catholic Radio is for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so what you need to understand is some of our programming is pointed at the heart. And some of that programming is pointed at the intellect. Mm -hmm. And everybody starts in a different place. Absolutely. And if I make all my programming for you or for somebody else, guess what? We're going to leave somebody Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And they would say, thank you for telling me that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Next time I hear it, I'll be thinking of other people who are drawn to this type of messaging. <laughs> it's like, yep. Perfect. You know, so, so really, we sometimes in our lives, we get a little bit excited about things that we don't need to. And then when we stop, uh, again, with that little bit of emotional maturity and say, well, what do other people need? Oh, okay, that makes sense. And it didn't take much for them to listen. So we're going to start this hour with a prayer. And I think, Dom, you have somebody on for us this morning, uh, or this afternoon. Good yes. afternoon. How are you doing? Yes, this is Katie from fifth grade. She is on the phone right now. Katie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. You're in the fifth grade, and where do you go to school? I go to St. Jude the Apostle Catholic School. Very good. And uh, what prayer are you going to pray with us this hour? Um, the prayer of St. Francis. Oh, wonderful. Well, you start whenever you're ready. Okay. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there's darkness, light. Where there's sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may seek not so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. 
Kate, Amen. thank you so much for that prayer. Hey, can I ask you a question? Is there sure. a, is there is there a, a special reason that you chose that prayer, or is it just something you came across, or what? What made you choose to pray that prayer with us? Um, well, there, every month at our school, we have a certain prayer that we pray every day, and at t- this month is October, and we just celebrated Saint Francis Day, so I chose the prayer to Saint Francis. That's beautiful, Kate. Do you have a favorite uh, uh, thing that you study? A, a favorite class that you're in? Um, my favorite class is probably social studies because I get to learn how the world works back then in the olden days. In the olden <laughs> days. I love it. That's beautiful. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being with us this hour and for sharing that beautiful prayer with us. We sure appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right. That was Kate, fifth grader, leading us in the prayer. Uh, attributed uh, very often to St. Francis, that peace prayer. Uh, and we sure appreciate that. And thanks, Kate's parents, for allowing her to do that. It was a great gift uh, to us. Steve Sponskowski here in studio with Bill Garrity and Allison DeLule. And uh, we're going to talk more about Catholic programming. Uh, I Actually, uh, Bill, I want to go back to something you mentioned. You said you, you, you moved south of the Mason-Dixon line and you... Uh, became suddenly very involved in your parish. Correct. How do you suddenly become very involved in your parish? <laughs> so tra- Transfiguration back in the mid-80s was fairly new. It wasn't brand new, but it was fairly new. And the pastor at the time, Father Henry Gratz, is on a campaign to get folks to be able to teach. And so I sat in the pews and ignored that request for a good six solid weeks, thinking, yeah, I only have, what, 12, 16 years of Catholic education. <laughs> what could I possibly do? So, Steve, that ended up going to a seventh grade classroom, which was quite the shock to the system. But um, that was my foray to begin in, uh, in ministry at the church, was teaching a seventh grade class, which I had no clue how to do originally. Several years later, um, teaching the same class, one of my students brought a friend in with her who apparently enjoyed the class was not registered in the parish and at that point was not catholic um four or five days later we get a call from the office asking my wife to come down to the inquiry class for rcia because this young lady had shown up well my wife could do it because she was extremely pregnant at the time so i went and i walked in and i said what are you doing here and she looked at me she says what are you doing here? So that's how the RCIA for Children, or OCIC as we call it, the parish began at Transfiguration. A couple of years later, they then asked me to take over the whole process. So that was probably like 1988, 89. So it started from a seventh grade experience and then moved on to the RCIA development program. And we've implemented an all-year-round program very early on and have a bunch of volunteers. So the whole program is a volunteer program. And so you said this RCIA is for for young? It started with children. My involvement started with the children around 1987, and then I took over the whole program. But we started with one student, then it went to four. Um, Fast forward to today, there's 14 young adults and grade school people involved in the RCIA, and it's been fairly steady over the years that way. Talk to us a little bit, uh, Bill, about your uh, experience with the RCIA and and uh, what's drawing people into the RCIA? What's you know, and, and kind of how you continue to journey with them after RCIA too? Is there? Well, that's an interesting. Uh, there's several stories there, but in a general one, and I'll get specific in a minute. The beauty of the process, and I think it originates with the community itself. I think an effective RCIA program has a very active and engaged community. People come in, they feel welcome, and then they want to know more about this. What what's drawing this? So as, as you grow in the process, people also in the parish realize what the, if somebody says, hey, how do I get involved? How to find out about being Catholic? They actually know who to refer them to. So that has also helped a lot. But I think the spirit of the parish drives this process. It's not, now obviously my job is to keep folks interested in the process once they get there and hopefully find it a rewarding experience. But it starts with the parish community itself and the leadership in the parish that makes it a warm and welcoming place. And I think if you can do that, mm-hmm. then those folks who aren't Catholic that are sitting in the congregation and they are there every week, feel compelled to come forward and take a shot and see what it's all about. And from then I think we can build on the parish. 
the community development within the parish and all the prayers from the parishioners for the folks involved in the process. And as far as after RCA, have you have you had some? Uh, so some of the statistics show that a lot of people who go through RCA, a, a large number of them, after a couple of years, actually leave the church again unless they're connected to well, the our, parish. Well, our experience has been, you know, we have some of that because the land is a transient area. So yeah. I don't know that they leave the church. They, they may not be at our parish. Sure. Um, Alice and I were laughing because there's been several parishes at it mm-hmm. since Transfiguration. And so we know some of those folks are at other parishes. Mm-hmm. But, but to give you an example uh, of that, we do have a lot of outreach. And this past Sunday, we were doing a, a talk at all the masses of asking people, you know, hey, if you're not Catholic, here's the process. You know, now's a great time to get involved in it. And at the end, I asked the people at the masses that I did to, who had ever come through our, an RCIOCI process to stand and whoever volunteered as a sponsor. And we had, at, at the earliest mass, we probably had close to 40, 50% of the congregation had been engaged in the process. At our biggest mass, it was probably around 35% of the folks stood up. So they're still actively engaged. I see them at the choir. I see them involved in different boards, um, working with the tribunal. I mean, we have a bunch of alumni that get engaged, and we have a lot of small prayer groups. Uh, one person who I sponsored, her name is Haley, is involved in a small prayer group. You know, So those folks, I hope, are listening. I know she said she passed it on. But that's the kind of thing that we see at the parish, that they've gotten involved, they've gotten engaged. The children are in, in programs, Catholic programs being raised. Uh, we see a very active alumni. And I'll tag one other one. I was in the Dallas airport, and a fellow came up to me and said, hey, Bill, you remember me for the OCI <laughs> process? And I, I'm in the middle of a business call. I slammed the phone down, and I said, yeah, what's going on? He says, well, I'm teaching adult ed at a, at a different parish. Mm-hmm. And I said, am I getting credit for the one-liner? He says, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so. But, but I, I, to answer your question, I, I, it's hard to measure that just based on the parish boundaries itself. But you, can, but you can see a whole lot of development and a whole lot of activity. And as you travel, you recognize different people you know, are doing different things at different parishes. That's wonderful. And I, that's uh, great to hear. I, it, again, I think it, as long, if people becoming, are allowed to become and invited to be engaged, mm-hmm. they'll stay. We know that faith Faith-wise, none of us can journey alone, mm-hmm. and uh, right. so when there's no there's no community, no relationship, it's well, easier to fall. During during the mystagogia process, we actually asked the the ministries to come and present what they do to our newest Catholics to, as a way of them becoming more engaged in there, and we won't let them come back as sponsors for at least a year. They have to take a year off from our process. So we asked them to kind of go out and and find something to get involved in in the parish. Try a few things. Don't go crazy, but try a few things and, and see what happens at that point. But that's the way we're trying to encourage the action and the activity. And I, I've been very pleased with it. And the ministries have been great in supporting us in that. Yeah, I said we were part of the choir at our parish. And every year we get one or two new people joining the choir because they were in RCIA last that's year. Awesome. Like, this is so cool. Yeah, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Folks, this is The Quest Atlanta, and this is your pledge drive. Our final day of the pledge drive, we're going to need your help to continue the momentum here. Give us a call, 470-508-1160. You're hearing the voice of Bill Garrity. We were just talking about the work he's doing in the parish with with uh, education and RCIA. So help uh, really, you know, help us move this forward. Help us continue the work we're doing here at uh, The Quest. Give online at thequestatlanta.com or again, Call that number, 470-508-1160. Allison, we have a couple people we can thank here this hour. Absolutely. Um, Lisa gave a nice donation in in honor of Father Ketter. Anonymous, thank you so much for your generous donation. And then Patty Johnson, thank you so much for your your donation. In honor honor of Bill and and Patty's husband, Philip, who was in Bill's RCIA class in 1998 to 99. There we go. Now we're putting the age thing into it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I'm just reading what I'm being. I, I, I know you're it. not supposed to fib at the altar, but at the 11 o'clock mass, I pointed out that a, one of the ex-alum came up to me and said it's been 30 years. And I said, well, I was 12 when I started the process here at Transfiguration. So. <laughs> That's great. Keep the phones uh, ringing, folks. 470-508-1160. 470 or online at the Quest. Atlanta.com. 
Uh, again, in studio, Bill Garrity, Steve Sponskowski, and Allison DeLule. We are talking about faith. And uh, so, so, Bill, let's talk a little bit more uh, about your involvement in your parish. Again, the name of your parish? The Transfiguration. Transfiguration. Oh, I love that. I, I love the Transfiguration. It's actually one of my favorite things to uh, do Lexio If you get a chance, on. stop in the sanctuary and look at the window. It's awesome. There's a replication of the Transfiguration, or rendering, I should say, the Transfiguration. It's gorgeous. Wow. I don't have to do that. I love, I love meditating on the Transfiguration. Do you have a favorite uh, Bible verses? Bible verses. I, you know, it's funny. Um, I have favorite Bible stories. I don't lock down on one verse. I'm the same way. And and I have to tell you, last week's gospel, when the the poor fellow says, "How do I get to heaven?" Mm-hmm. and he walks away with his head down, I I read scripture and put myself into it, and I could just, you just feel that Jesus, first of all, knew quite clearly what the problem was with this fellow. His priorities were not straight. And as he's walking away, he's thinking, do I have to sell all my stuff? And you could just feel the dejection as he walks away. But the challenge was, are you paying attention to what you're doing with your wealth? Are you paying attention to other people around you? How are you working that? It's not just the letter of the law, keeping all the commandments, which the fellow said he did, but it's more than that. And so it's a very powerful gospel to me. It's a very powerful snippet of really what we have to do in terms of prioritization of our lives. Yeah, I think it's, you know, when, when, I re, when I pray the rosary, so I pray the rosary every morning, it's the first thing I do, so that I don't, there's no other excuse. First thing, out of my bed, into my chair, rosary, now. Um, but when I do the glorious mysteries of the rosary, mm-hmm. I, I love the resurrection because I'm imagining, I imagine uh, Peter thinking, okay, so I just gave three years of my life, and this guy named Jesus who I know is God is now gone, but what, where do I go from here? And then we go from the resurrection to the ascension by like, but so much happened between the resurrection right. and the ascension. And I love every story in there, you know, between the resurrection and the ascension. And so a lot of times I'm like, well, we're just going to do 10 mysteries here because I want to get to, you know, the, the calling of, right. the, of Peter and, right. and the, you know, it's just like, is love that that post resurrection stories but you know also a, a study of peter is is so encouraging because how many times does peter mess up in the gospels and jesus says well get behind me satan you know a few other things along the way denies jesus and then at the end jesus says but you're going to be the cornerstone of this church you're yeah. going to build the church so for all of us you know if you if you don't feel like you've done something correctly it doesn't mean it's over. You have an opportunity to become great. You have an opportunity to become significant. You have an opportunity to be a saint, ultimately. You just have to get back in the race. I always tell everybody, if you ever feel you know down or depressed about the difficulties that are going on within the church, <laughs> you need to read the 2,000-year history of the church because, first of all, the very first pope denied that Jesus that he even knew Jesus. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. well, that's how it all started out right. folks. And right. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, we are, the church is not holy because of her people, but because of her founder, Jesus Christ, he is stable. We move all over the place. Uh, but of course we have his promise that he will preserve Absolutely. his faith. So Allison, you have a, you have a Bible verse you want to share? You know, I do. Oh, I- microphone. There you go. And I have this in my room. So every time when I wake up, but every time I walk in there and I look at it, it is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And, you know, again, in the trials of our lives, whatever is going on in our lives, you know, he really does have a plan. You know, I mean, everything is happening for a reason. And again, just staying close to him and just being obedient and reading that. I mean, what hope that gives you? You know, that's so funny. I have, we're traveling around the nation doing a work with Catholic Radio, and I have a ship, a boat in the front of my RV, and it has that quote on I it. I love it. And, Amen. And that boat, that is actually the beginning of my journey into Catholic Radio. I got fired from my job, and somebody said, you should work in Catholic Radio. And I said, I don't know what that is, because <laughs> I couldn't hear it where I was. I was two hours. I drove two hours. Uh, f- to even find Catholic Radio. And I know Dom's driving two hours right now. And uh, they said, uh, you should work in Catholic Radio. I said, what is that? Where is it? And uh, I tried, I applied for 100, over 100 jobs and got no callbacks. The only time I got callbacks were people saying, you should work for Real Presence Radio. I, at the time, we, we cut wood. We burned wood. And I mm-hmm. got my hand caught in the tractor and it Oof. broke my arm. 
Oof. And so my arm was put in a sling. And in the hospital, in that, the uh, gift shop, there was this little boat that had the quote from Jeremiah on it. And my wife said, I walked past and I saw it and I knew it was yours. So I still have that little boat. And it's, the, it's on the front of my RV. That's awesome. And that's the journey where the Lord said, this is the plan I have for you. And I've been working in Catholic Radio for 15 years. And it's just been this journey of him saying, from one thing to the next, trust, trust, trust. I've got this all taken care of. Amen. So I love that verse. Amen. Too. I do too. Thank you, Sammy, for that generous donation. All right, Sammy, yeah, calling in honor of Allison. Sammy called 470-508-1160. Many of you are also giving online at thequestatlanta.com. We do have to step away at the bottom of the hour here for a little bit of a break, but our phone lines will not take a break because you're going to call 470-508-1160 or online thequestatlanta.com. In studio, Bill Garrity, along with Allison DeLule. My name is Steve Swanskowski. And Dom is in studio running the board for us, so he is going to queue up a break there for us in just a minute. But folks, I'm going to give you a little update here this hour. We raised $285 towards our $3,000 goal, so we're halfway through the hour. We're not quite halfway to the goal, but you can help us get there by calling 470-508-1160 or giving online at thequestatlanta.com. We will be right back. Why do we need Catholic Radio? Because not everybody's sitting in front of a computer or watching their television set at home. How about when driving to work? How about while at work at your desk? Catholic Radio's there for you. I may be a Catholic priest, but I'm still a student of the faith. And Catholic Radio helps supply good material, whether it be a question and answer format show, whether it be a show itself on doctrine or theology. I myself, as a priest, am always learning. To donate, go to thequestatlanta.com. Some claim that since Jesus never talked about homosexual activity, he must have been okay with it. Well, he never mentioned poking your neighbor in the eye. That doesn't mean he was okay with it. Jesus overturned ritual laws of the Old Testament, but when it came to moral laws, he actually raised the bar. So it's safe to say he wouldn't condone homosexual activity. So where does that leave the 1.6% of people who identify as having same-sex attraction? Are they called to a loveless life where they have to hate themselves? You know, if that were true, I couldn't blame people for thinking we're bigots. But the truth is, a person's attractions don't define who they are. And physical intimacy is not the only way to experience love. And thanks to Catholic groups like Courage, check out CourageRC.org, more and more people with same-sex attraction are finding their real identity and the love they were made for in the church. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Tell us about St. Lidwina. She was born in the Netherlands in 1380. As a young girl, she was known for her prolific ability as an ice skater. But at the age of 15, she was injured in a tragic skating accident. She would ultimately wind up partially paralyzed for the remainder of her life. A young woman of profound faith, Lidwina would use this time to pray unceasingly while offering up her physical suffering to God. As her relationship with the Lord deepened, she experienced numerous mystical visions. She quickly became known as a holy woman and a healer. Legend states that she was nourished only by the Eucharist for more than 19 years. When she died, it was reported that she saw Jesus coming to administer the last rite. Devotion to her would spread rapidly after her death, and a biography was written by Thomas Kempis. St. Louis' feast day is April 14th, and she is the patron saint of ice skaters. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Here at The Quest, we often hear how our programs touch hearts and change lives. Now more than ever, people need to hear the truth and beauty of the Catholic faith. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on monthly donations to stay on the air. Please consider making a monthly donation to The Quest and help us continue to provide inspiring Catholic programming. Monthly donors are the lifeblood of the station. Visit thequestatlanta.com to donate. Thank you for your support.
the quest. And this is our last hour this morning. We're going to take a break after this and come back in the afternoon. But this is our pledge drive, and we do need your help to continue this work of the quest. Give us a shout, 470-508-1160, or give online thequestatlanta.com. And remember, you can listen anywhere, all the time, on the mobile app as well. Or you can listen on on the radio at AM 1160. In studio, Bill Garrity and Allison DeLule. My name is Steve Sponskowski, and we're talking about faith stories. Before we went uh, to the break there, we were talking about uh, Bill's ex- uh, experience with 7th grade class in RCA. We're going to go back to some some stories uh, that you have there. Sir Bill, uh, give us a couple of fun stories about so, how uh, being involved in your church is, is so uh, edifying. Sometimes, folks, that you get involved, and some people think of it as work, and to me, it's always been interesting, and, and if nothing else, revealing. But the seventh grade class, again, I mentioned inexperienced. It just kind of got good old Catholic guilt, maybe, maybe respond. And uh, as a result, uh, I share with Allison offline that uh, one of the students in there, we talked about the conversion experience on the one, but another student in there um, apparently had a good time, and she grew up to be a fine young lady got married her husband ended up coming through the rcia process at transfiguration or oci process as we call it and i got to be the godfather of their first child so uh miss violet has been uh, my godchild for a good 20 some odd years at this point it, it's been a wonderful wonderful experience and allison you were saying something about sponsors earlier yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i was a sponsor to a candidate um last year and I was when we were Bill and I were talking off the air. It's amazing when you when you say yes to going and being a sponsor, how much you grow and how much you get out of it. You know, being a cradle Catholic. I mean, just going through the classes, you learn so much more than you can ever imagine. So, I mean, if anybody is out there that is interested in wanting to learn their faith more, be an RCIA sponsor. I mean, guide somebody along the journey, and you will absolutely be amazed on how much you learn. It's really great. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I will also tell you that that many of the sponsors that we have mm-hmm. at Transfiguration have echoed that, that they've grown quite a bit as a result of it. But Steve, the other thing is when you're involved in the RCIA as I have been, it's never the same thing. People look at me, it's been a long time, and I mentioned in the number of years just because I know who's listening out there, but it's been a long time, and yet it's never the same. Mm-hmm because of the stories that are attracting people to the mm-hmm. church, their faith experiences, how they get to the church, and why the Catholic Church holds an attraction for them, and ultimately why they end up committing to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. So you talk about a nice thing to do, but when you hit a flat line in your faith and you need that kick, it's impossible not to be moved by hearing why people are attracted to the church that you say you're a member of. So it's a it's a phenomenal job, number one, if you want to call it a job, but it's a phenomenal experience. Absolutely. Thank you, Lauren, for your generous donation. In honor of Allison. Yay. So thank you for giving us a shout Yay. at 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. Again, you can also give online at thequestatlanta.com. Tell us some more stories, Bill. <laughs> Well, we got tons. Uh, just wait, tried to wait, keep one thing. You said that you were, you must be the. You said you're the king of one-liners. Is that right? I, I just said my one-liners need to be protected. So, for instance, when talking about reconciliation, one of the things I point out is the Catholic Church is great because we have an eraser. <laughs> That's good. So, if you steal that, Steve, I just want a credit on that. You want on that one line, yes, sir. So, so <laughs> yes, sir. Ten dollars. Yes, yeah, time, no, just the credit. Just, just the, the just credit. The mention, the copyright mention, not, not, not the money. We have a great eraser. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, there are things like that. But it, it, again, I find that um, people should and and they do take religion seriously. But I think when you look at Jesus's life, to realize also he had some fun. I mean, after all, the first miracle was at a party. Wedding feast mm-hmm. came, right? And there's multiple right. lessons you could draw from it. And also for the youngsters out there, it's listen to your mom. Mm-hmm. Do what your mom asks you to do. Do whatever she right, tells you. Right, Absolutely. exactly, exactly. And so, <laughs> but of course, you know, from Christ's side, you can't say, what is it to me, mother? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to get you sent to your room. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So those are kind of the things that happen. But I, I think it's instructive to, to recognize the humanity of Jesus and the fact that he did have 
fun at some points. You know, he did have to listen to his mom at some points, you know, and he became, <laughs> for us, he's God. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. If you're trying to relate to who God is to you and you have Jesus in front of you, how cool is that? You know, I love the wedding feast of Cana, and I want to go back to that story, going back into Scripture, sure. making Scripture come alive, because Lexio Divina is so good at this. Um, and in that story, so the wedding feast of Cana actually drew me to marriage, um, my marriage, because I was in seminary, and I, I actually <laughs> left the seminary and got married uh, because of reflection on that. But that story where, where the Lord says to his mother, what is that to me? It is not yet my time. This is how I see that in prayer, is that the Lord is saying, you do realize that once I embark on my ministry, you do understand that I have to, th this is going to lead to the cross. Mm -hmm. Mother, are you ready for that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And she's like, do whatever he tells you. Yes. And I, that's, you know, what, what makes me think of there is the love that our father and that our brother Jesus Christ has for us, that he says to his mother, mother, you know what I've come to do? And you know where this leads. I've waited 30 years to make sure that you're okay with this. Are you sure you're okay? That's how much he loves us. He's mm -hmm. like, he's not like, get, get over yourself. We're moving on. No, the Lord isn't like that. He's like, are you ready for what's next? This is going to be, this is going to be great, but it's going to be difficult. Are you ready? I'll wait. If you're not ready, I'll wait. He's so patient with us, mm -hmm. right? Yes, and I just love that piece where he's like, are you ready for this? And she says, do whatever he tells you. I totally agree. And, and as with most scripture, you can go into so much detail and there's so many ways to pray on it, reflect on it. And, you know, again, as, as someone in an instructional mode, sometimes it's fun to point out the different depths of these particular passages. Yeah, so I totally agree. Yeah, it's a. I mean, scripture is always life giving, always life giving, and so it's just a great, a great, uh, great tool. Folks, uh, keep giving us a call here. We sure appreciate your calls right now. We got a call from Deacon Bill uh, for in honor of Allison. Thank so. you, Deacon Bill. And uh, also uh, online, Charles checked in with a very nice gift. Charles, thank you so thank much. You, for that. Thank you, Charles. That's a leadership gift. I get to do this. So, Charles, thank you so much for that wonderful gift. Uh, he gave online at thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com. Also, you can call that number, 470-508-1160. Uh, in studio with Bill Garrity and Allison DeLule. My name is Steve Sponskowski. Let's talk. So we've got some more stories here, Bill. We, uh, one of the stories, well, there's several of them. Uh, we had a young lady come to the RCIA process, and at that time, at Transfiguration, we were a very big process. We had over 55 candidates at that point. And we asked for folks to be sponsors. We get volunteers from the congregation and we try not to repeat. So it, it's a Herculean process and the, the sponsor coordinator, Sandy Podokar and Carolyn Morris are, are awesome at doing these sorts of things. But anyway, they got out and recruited. We just simply ran out of people. Mm -hmm. And Haley, who I mentioned earlier, came in and, and she says, well, I really want to do this. I said, this is exact quote, do you have to do it now? Because <laughs> they had already told me, if, this, if you let her do this, you have to be the sponsor. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this now? And so she said yes, and uh, she basically got tortured by me for the time because you know not only was i the sponsor but i was also the director and as the process wore on we started talking about her job about her family and about several other things and we found out there were a lot of connections that we had and uh to this day we're still in contact we do a regular breakfast try and do it minimally once a quarter if not more often um she's got a great family she got married to a great catholic guy named ryan Ryan's mom said I had to make sure that they go to church, which, which I said, of course, you know, how, how am I going to argue with that? And then further on down the road, I got to be the godfather of their third child, Rhett. So there are a lot of connections that come through what some people view as service or, or putting in the time. Uh, I, I just find it to be completely opposite that the development of community and those relationships with, with sponsor candidate just become very, very strong. And I, I don't know how else to tell you that, but it, it sometimes these are life formations that stay with you a very, very long time, which is fantastic. If you're just joining us, you're hearing the voice of a Bill Garrity, and he's sharing some stories with us about RCA. You know, I had a 
interviewed a, a RCI director who also runs a radio station in Billings, Montana. Wow. Billings, Montana. And, uh, and he uh, is the RCI director, and he shared some stories. There's a gentleman who was in his parish for 30 years. He th- everybody thought he was Catholic because he always came to Mass with his wife, but he never went to communion. Mm-hmm. And one day he said, I saw a question, is there something that's keeping you from communion? And he said, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> he said, well, what's, what's keeping you from being yeah. Catholic? He mm-hmm. said, well, I don't know. I, he said, well, you should come to our, okay. And the guy said, I just, I just, no one ever wow. asked me to come into the church. Wow. It's like process we were, begun. We were doing it in adult ed class. This was four or five years ago with Monsignor Pat Bishop at the time. And he and I were jointly doing class. And at the end, a woman came up and she was very complimentary about the class. And I'm not, not going to mention Kelly's name, but she came up and, <laughs> and she was very complimentary. And she says, but I'm not Catholic. And I looked her straight in the eye. I said, I can fix that. And so the next week she was in the RCIA process, joined the church and been happy about it ever since. So I, I think sometimes it is that personal invitation, mm-hmm. though, that you just simply ask, hey, why don't you check it out? Yeah, I think that invitation is so important. I was, before coming down here, I, so my kids and I have horses, and we get horses, and I, I, I ran across an older team of horses uh, about a month before uh, heading on the road here. And an uh, older couple had the 80-year-old. And in the conversation about the horses, the, the gentleman said, well, um, I'm Catholic, but I'm not, I can't go to communion because my wife, my marriage isn't blessed. I said, we can fix that. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not that yeah. hard. It is. He goes, yeah, I don't want to talk about it now, but uh, yeah, that should be. And we actually went back and stayed the weekend with them mm-hmm. and worked with the horses and parked our RV there and stayed over on Sunday and had brought chicken. And we talked a little more. I said, you need to talk to your pastor. I said, I'm sure a lot of this can be cleared up. He's 85 years old. And she, I said, he goes, yeah, I need to talk to him because I haven't been to communion for a while. But it's like, mm-hmm. he's yep. got to ask Perfect. the question. Well, and, and there are some folks that, you know, particularly with marriage issues that, that, are not up to date on what the church does mm-hmm. at yeah. this point. So, you know, if you if people feel that way, I would I would agree with you. Go talk to the pastor, you know, talk to somebody in the staff that knows and, and see what can be done. Because yeah. a lot of times it can be fixed. Exactly. And it's like, well, I've just been, you know, it was kind of a thing I should really should have. He even yeah. said, I'm kind of getting up there in age. I need to get things straight with the Lord. You think? <laughs> yeah, you think? You think? <laughs> so, but it was great. I was, I actually was just, I felt so honored that he was willing to say that to me. Mm-hmm. The only reason he brought it up, he said, well, what do you do? I said, well, I work in Catholic radio. Oh, I used to be Catholic. You know, you uh-huh. always hear that. It's just like, so it's amazing. Folks, we are sharing stories here, uh, just our joy of being Catholic and, and how really the Lord brings, he, he multiplies that joy when we say yes to him mm-hmm. and that we get to be part in these relationships with others. Um, so help us continue this. I want to thank uh, again, Lyle, for calling in in honor of Allison. So Lyle, thank you for that gift. Thank you. I think Lyle was one of our guests uh, earlier this week. They too. sure were. Yep. So Lyle, thank you for that. We're doing pretty good this hour, folks. Keep the phone lines ringing 470-508-1160 and giving online at thequestatlanta.com. Allison, you haven't talked for a while. What would you like to talk I about? I know. Well, you know, I'll kind of tie into your RCIA. Um, what I've noticed too, many people that go through RCIA, they transition into Sunday school, you know, teaching Sunday school to kids and to teens. And what a great ministry that is as well. You know, bringing that love and that joy for the faith and instilling it in the kids, you know, and instilling it in the um, in the teenagers that you encounter. Um, I even help out with Vacation Bible School when I can, which is amazing. You know, any way we can serve to be a beacon to others and to share that love of the faith in Christ. I mean, it impacts people. I mean, I still remember when I was in Sunday school at St. Catherine's years ago, and um, I think it was confirmation year. I forgot the gentleman's name, but I remember seeing that teacher at Kroger over in Marietta years later. And I mean, he looked the same. I was blown away. And I mean, he didn't recognize me, but I went up to him and I was like, I just want to thank you so much for teaching our class that day. You know, of course, I mean, I'm cradle Catholic. I mean, I went through some pitfalls, never left the church, but praise God was fired up and truly understood it as an older, as a young adult. But I said, thank you so much for doing what you do. I mean, he made an impact on me just being there and taking time to teach us and to be a witness of God's love. So all you Sunday school teachers out there, call in, call in, 
you know, share, share your donations, share your love, share your prayer requests. We would love to hear from you because you guys are instrumental in spreading the faith and spreading the joy of our, of our faith in the Lord with all those kids and teenagers. And that's a big task. I mean, it really is. It is. And when you still, well, I mean, that, that was the beginning of your journey. Uh, Correct. Bill. Mm-hmm. Correct. You seventh just, grade. You just said, yes, I did. I went from 7th to 10th to 12th. (laughs) I want to hear about your very first class. How did that go? (laughs) Well, they all came back the next week, Steve. So let's start there. So it couldn't have been that bad. Um, My measurement of of an awful class is people run out screaming. So that did not happen. There you go. Um, I I soon realized in a 7th grade class that it's good to have bribes. So had a bag of candy and then we had a little Q&A afterwards to see what was picked up and what was learned during the class. And of course, there were prizes, you know, out of the bag of candy, you could win the prizes. So I found out that that was a good methodology to employ in there. I'm not sure I've seen that officially taught in a methodology class, but it worked for me. So it's the one bag of, of candy yeah, tool. Yeah, yeah. The, the role of candy in the seventh grade class. But um it, you know, it was fun, and, and obviously, I, I didn't run away either. So, so between the class and myself, I think we found a, a common ground and were able to proceed. And we, we were in a very old building; it doesn't exist anymore. It was actually a prefab building that had been designed with classrooms, so it was noisy. You could just hear it all. But, but through it, we were able to survive. And again, as I said, we got um, I, my involvement in the RCIA came through that. Um, my involvement with a family who I didn't know before we moved down here you know, is still a relationship that still persists. So, I mean, I think it went well. And as I said, the kids came back. Mm-hmm. That was the main measure. And then they were bringing friends. So that was even better. Oh, you know, so. but you know, I, one of the things I love about teaching and my wife and I have teached faith formation mm-hmm. classes uh, off and on over the years. And of course we homeschool our children. So we're mm-hmm. teachers right. both actually have teaching degrees. Um, but what I love about education is trying to find interesting ways to teach a concept i'm really not the type who's like okay here's the book we're going to read from the books like we'll read from the book but then i want to get up and do a project you know i want to do active yes are there some creative ways that you found that to be uh, helpful in your teaching uh, well there were there were multiple um especially when we got to 12th grade because we, we approached that class for years as saying this is our last shot before the students move on to college and you know the the abruptness sometimes of high school to college can be very difficult particularly with different professors depending on on where you're at you know how they're going to treat you so we want it to be effectively simple in terms of the concepts of the church so when they got headbutted at some of these other schools to come back and i have a story on that too but we we devised a couple of things so for for marriage and and annulments the whole track is what the church teaching is we started out talking about Describe the qualities of people you would date. Now, remember, this is a 12th grade class. So you can imagine what went up. They all broke into groups, and then they came up and wrote things down. So there were all kinds of interesting things up on the board. They said, okay, so now let's say somebody you're going to be seriously dating. So take those and see what it comes down to. Narrow it down to 10 or 15 things they did. And then somebody you're going to marry, the same thing, narrow it down. And it was funny because... It allowed us to introduce the concept of love, which had not made it on any of the qualities that the wow. kids were listening wow. listening on there. So we were able to talk about that and say that that's a key ingredient on, on making a marriage work. Obviously, you need to be in love because it's not a bed of roses all the time. I, I did teach third graders one time on sacraments of vocation. And one of the kids thought it was vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, please ask your mom and dad if marriage is a vacation. <laughs> so, but but I digress. You know, so, but but that was some of the things that, that we did to try and make it interesting, but also to get the thought process moving down the line, you know, before they all got serious and decided they wanted to get married or were never going to get married, whatever it was. Well, you mentioned that you had a story about headbutting before they got out into the world. And- I had a, a student um, who's now involved as, on, as a team member on our RCIA, but at the time she was at one of the colleges locally downtown, and uh, someone had come up to her with a 23-page write-up of what was wrong with the Catholic mm-hmm. Church with scripture verses, et cetera, et cetera. It looked very authoritative. So she called me and I said, well, get, you know, either email it to me or drop it off, you know, give it to your family and I'll take a look at it. So having gone through it, not only was it inaccurate, but the scripture verses weren't even accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you compared the chapter verse they were talking about to what was actually on the document, it wasn't even accurate. So 
developing these things and, and telling the students, here's what's going to happen. And I've had several students come back to me and say, in college, they were challenged. And the, uh, they said, I remembered what you said at 12th grade. And I said, so you waited till you got your grade, and then you went back to the professor and told him that, correct? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and they said, absolutely. But it was nice they had an outlet to come back to, um, to just confirm that what they thought their faith was was yes. actually what their faith was, not what these knuckleheads were saying. To yeah, them. yeah. Folks, if you're just joining us, you're hearing the voice of Bill Garrity. We're sharing some fun stories. Also in uh, studio, Allison uh, Delul, sorry, <laughs> my brain went dead for a second. We have a few people to thank here, Allison. Yes, we do. Kristen, my sister, thank you so much for that generous donation. And also, Lavinia, thank you so much. That was in honor of Heidi from Wednesday at 3 o'clock today. So listen in tonight as well at 3 o'clock. And then we got, uh, oh, Kristen also there. Oh, that was your sister you said that. And Larry. Thank you, Larry. Oh, Larry is amazing. Amazing <laughs> servant of the Lord. Well, and Larry, actually, that was a leadership gift, so I can Woo! do this. All the time, God is good. <laughs> and that was a monthly, a monthly gift there from Larry. Folks, again, that idea, if you can give monthly, you will help the quest greatly because our bills are very, very monthly. So consider that. Give us a call. 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or online, thequestatlanta.com. What do you think, Bill? That's, I'll tell you what, I'm amazed. I'm looking at the clock, this went pretty fast. Yeah, it always does. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. It really did. But uh, it's been fun to share some of the stories mm-hmm. uh, you know, with folks around Atlanta. And, I, and again, as Allison mentioned earlier, Get involved in the process. I, I'm partial to the RCIA, OCI process. By the way, if you hear those different acronyms, they're the same process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's a lot to be gained if you're currently Catholic and you haven't really explored your faith for a while. It's an awesome experience. And if you're not Catholic, it's a fun way to get engaged in the church to see if you are or you really aren't Catholic to explore it. You know, there's a lot of people listening to Catholic Radio on a regular basis, Bill, that get involved in RCA or our, you said OCI right. uh, processes. Uh, is there a way that they can get in contact with you if they do want to go through that process? We're at, um, our email address is OCI. That's OCI at transfiguration.com. More than happy to answer any questions about that. Uh, the Archdiocese of Atlanta has, has a great uh, forum down there. There are people, in fact, Michelle, who was on previous hours, actively engaged with that. She would be another resource to try. I don't have Michelle's email in front of me, but if uh, someone wants to reach out to us, OCITransfiguration.com is a great way to do it. Give us a shout, folks. We are here to journey with you, and we're so excited to hear your story, how the Lord is inviting you into a deeper relationship with him as he is doing with us Mm -hmm. each and every day. Right, Allison? Amen. Yes, he is. All right, folks, give us a call, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or online, thequestatlanta.com. Again, consider if you've given over these last three days and you've given a one-time gift, I'm going to invite you to call back and maybe consider a monthly gift. All our monthly donors receive a Quest mug, which is a black and white mug with our beautiful mm-hmm. logo on there. And also your name goes into a drawing for this artwork that we have available. If you'd like to see there's something on our Facebook, you can take a picture there or see a picture there of that and give at a monthly level, which helps us with our monthly bills. We've got a few minutes left here. Uh, but, uh, you know, our, our uh, theme for the, this pledge drive is saints, heroes for all time. Bill, do you have a favorite saint? St. Augustine, uh, two reasons. My, my grandfather on my dad's side was named Gus, so that, that was the root of it. But looking back, uh, St. Augustine is an interesting study, uh, a party animal, so to speak. Prior to, to his conversion, it became a great, uh, a great theologian within the church. So, uh, it, it, again, the same theme I mentioned with Peter, there, there's hope for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can get down in the dumps, but prayers work. His Amen. mom kept praying for him, and all of a sudden he became this great leader in the church so that is my favorite saint all right uh and we already talked about saints with you uh, Allison. unless you got another one you want to share you know being born in upstate new york um near amsterdam near albany saint kateri she's very special i mean up there at oresville shrine you know the relics are up there where she was baptized in a church you know maybe 25 minutes away from home so super duper special having her as well and then saint catherine Labouret, when i went to france seeing her you know her incorrupt body i'm like god is good i mean these saints they're alive i mean they are pointing us to jesus so call on them pray 
and just grow, grow in your faith. If any, if you're going to get anything out of this quest drive, grow in your faith. I mean, the quest is a great opportunity to learn with all the shows and get involved in your parish. If you're not open that bulletin, look through it, find something that interests you. And if nothing interests you, try something anyway. Just don't be afraid. Just take that step out and see what the Lord will do. It'll it'll really just be amazing. Well, that's actually every story of every saint is that at some point they took a step mm -hmm. outside their comfort zone and said, really, Lord, this is what you want me to do? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. There are people like us who did exceptional things for their faith. And there was something that moved them. I tend to think it was the Holy Spirit involved in Amen. their life. And, you know, to a certain experience for me, looking backwards, going, there is life under the Mason-Dixon line or south of the Mason-Dixon line. How do you make that decision? It had to be the Holy Spirit going, come on, let's go. There's something for you to do down here. Amen. Yeah, it's great. Folks, give us a call, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or give online thequestatlanta.com. We are going to step away for our legal ID, stop the hour, and then we're going to head back to our regular programming, but then we're going to come back at 3 o'clock with the Divine Mercy Chaplet. A couple more hours of the Pledge Drive coming up this afternoon, but the phone lines are not going to go to sleep. They're not going to take lunch. They're not going to take a nap. I am. 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. And Dom is probably going to take a nap under the table as well. TheQuestAtlanta.com. You can also give online. We sure need your help. Bill, it's been an honor being here with you this hour. Thank, thank you, you so much for all you're doing for thank the church. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. And Allison, thank you for being here with us these two hours. Thank you. I had a great time. Thanks, Allison. Folks, 470-508-1160 or online, thequestatlanta.com. We're going to go to our uh, national programming right now, but we'll be back with the Divine Mercy Chaplet and some more conversation at 3 a.m. 1160 WCFO, East Point, Atlanta. This is The Quest. <laughs>